And benvenuti, fellas and bellas all over the world. Welcome to another episode of the Napoli Rant. I am Raf Biz, joined by my co-host, the vicar of Vesuvius, Rafa Rispo. What's up, Rafa Bizarro? Come stai oggi? Ciao, bello, tutto posto. Welcome, Rafa. Welcome to everybody in the chat as well as our audio listeners. Let's get this rant on the road, but before we do... The Napoli Rant is brought to you in part by... Napoli Club Toronto. Yes, thank you to our boys at Napoli Club Toronto for sponsoring this segment. Guys, uh, big defeat this weekend. Fiorentina, Vincenzo Italiano, defeat Julio Garcia's Napoli 3-1 to at the Stadio Maradona. It was a big loss. Tons of emotion. Rafa, crazy thing. We got to talk about this game. There's lots of emotions flying in the air, but there's somebody to help us talk about this tonight is there rafa there is somebody uh you call me the vicar of vesuvius this man gave me that nickname uh he is the host of calcio cast um you can subscribe to his patreon him and k murray and he is also obviously cbs uh golasso analyst city analyst uh commentary everything it's one and only matteo bonetti what's up brother how you doing, guys? It's always so nice to come in, but this time it's not the same circumstances. Normally, it's been positivity. We've been talking about you know the, what the full body tingles that this team gives us. Now it's a more somber mood, I'd say. So we got to break it all down. We did the studio coverage for this game. We couldn't believe our eyes when we were all watching it together. What we were seeing, the decisions during the game, guys. I feel your pain. I'm not a Napolitano. I'm not a Napoli fan. But I love the city. I got to go there for the first time back in uh, March. Got to go to the Maradona. I know how much the fans care. So I feel like I, I, I hold a special place in my heart. And also my DNA test says I'm like uh, 50% <laughs> from Campania. So I got to have some sort of, you know, emotion towards them. So, guys, I, I hate to see what's going on right now. I never thought it would be this bad this early. Yeah, Matteo, it's not good. Uh, you know, I, I thank you again, but thank you for coming on and uh, and sharing, you know, your thoughts with us. Uh, you know, I, I I I saw your commentary yesterday um, uh, on the on the studio show. Um, we, you know, I I saw your tweets today, um, and uh, I, you know, I thought to myself, who better to get on here to to help us rant about this because, um, you know. You you feel you feel what we're feeling right now. You, you after watching what we did last season, to come in and and see what's going on here, it's like there's there's this glimmer of hope uh, after the bad start, and then it just all goes away, you know, in one felt swoop. But we had that perfect, I, I mean, near perfect uh, uh, performance against Real Madrid. I, I'll go that far, you know, barring a mistake that led to a goal that led to another goal. Does that mistake happen? If that mistake doesn't happen, I, I I could sit here confidently and say that Napoli have a real chance to win that game, um, and that's going to happen on a pitch against Real Madrid every now and then. Uh, even Osimhen's miss, you know, uh, at one one in the second half, the one on one against Fiorentina, that's going to happen in games, right? But the the and then you always, you know, you think maybe the team talked to the to the manager and 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 they had this agreement and the discussion about how things are, 
you know, things should be and the way we should play and, you know, let us be a little bit. We had a whole show last week about like, you know, maybe he's letting them be. And then, you know, he pulls a stunt like he did again yesterday. And mm. I was not only was I infuriated, Mateo, at the at the Aussie men substitution, but I was really, really pissed that he substituted Politano when he did. Because if you look at the numbers and you look at the, you know, <laughs> yes, and you look at the 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 what he, what he was doing on the pitch, Politano had no business being subbed off there yesterday. And he's another guy in a series of players that are are visibly upset with the decisions that he makes. And I, I what's going on? Why? Why is this happening? So when I when we were in Napoli, right, and we got to go to uh, Castel Volturno where your boys train, and we got to meet and sit down with Luciano Spalletti in his office, you know, we, we, I remember we thought. Okay, he'll shake his hand. He probably doesn't want to do this. No manager wants to talk to any three guys from America, you know, who are here to, you know, take some photos, ask some questions, blah, blah, blah. It does nothing for him. I was shocked when he brought us in his office. And the way that I saw him greeting the people that worked for Napoli, we saw some of the players, warm embrace with the coach. You could tell that they all loved Spalletti. And Spalletti loved them. Spalletti genuinely loved coaching and he loved it so much that i think it took a lot out of him that's what he said he said if i wasn't doing this i'd be just as passionate coaching my kids game on the weekend uh which is amateur amateur game so he put so much of into it he was actually a, a, a pretty good man manager behind the scenes even though i don't think that's what spalletti is known for so i think the play he got the best out of these players right players like lobotka think of a guy that Gennaro Gattuso didn't play, right? Said he was chubby, didn't said he was out right. of shape. Zielinski really playing out of he, he what? But the, but it doesn't matter, right? Gonzalo Higuain was chubby when he scored thirty six goals, and De Laurenti mm-hmm. said he had a brick around his waist, and yet he tied the single season scoring record. So where am I going with this? Rudy Garcia comes in. I have questions about his man management. I always have, right? There's been a lot of reports of things that I didn't quite like, even back at Roma. Didn't seem like the easiest character to deal with. So it's easy to blame Garcia, and Garcia deserves so much blame from his in-game substitutions. The players have to take a little bit of, a little bit of that too, especially the players in the midfield. I think the attack, Kavara, Ossiman, how, how would you play and how would you, you know, how could you play at 90 minutes like you did last season when you don't even know if your coach is doing things to rile you up, if he's trying to get a reaction out of you, if he's just doing it because he's so stubborn that he wants to show, no, I'm the man, I'll take off Ossiman and I'll win this game. It's so ridiculously stupid for any manager to come into that situation where you guys won your first school they thought for three decades and to rock the boat this much. I thought that he'd have to not be so naive where he'd be like, I'm just going to leave what Spalletti did. I'm not going to change anything. I'm certainly not going to take out Cavada for Zerbin, who shouldn't be playing for Napoli. I'm certainly not going to take out Osimen when I'm down 2-1 at the Maradona Stadium, where I'm expected to dominate. I don't care if it's Fiorentina and their fancy press and everything. Fiorentina have a lot of holes. Like, Fiorentina's there for the taking, especially the defense. You cannot trust, what, Martinez Cuarta? You're supposed to trust that guy? So, to do that, just sends such a, a weak message to the rest of the squad, too, saying, hold on, our superstar striker is leaving the field. Like for Simeone, who's fine, but put them together up front. You guys are chasing. You guys have to score two goals to get three points. 
surely you go 4-4-2, you change something. So this to me hints at a guy that's so so damn stubborn that he doesn't want to admit his mistakes. He doesn't he he wants to show strength and power right now. Or to me, there's no other reason or explanation for why you take out a seaman if he's not injured midway through the second half in those circumstances. It's it's criminal. It's some of the worst man management I've ever seen during a live game from a from a coach. And it's happening at Napoli, which is a team that just won this craziness, guys. Can I can I Ralph, I'm sorry, one second. Can I can I make one comment that might be like a devil's advocate comment? Um but it's your podcast. Say what okay. you want, my man. Uh, well, <laughs> challenge me all you want, bro. I have I ha- I have a little bit of a challenge, and I, I hate to do this because I am on the hashtag Garcia out train right now, to be honest with you. And I and I'm not one to jump the gun, right? I'm not one to jump the gun, man. I am I'm definitely a guy who thinks first and says, you know what, hold on. It was only five games. We're five games in. Now we're eight games in. You know what I mean? There's 90 points left on offer. Blah blah blah. Right. Last season, while we were at Ribalta for the Napoli Roma, he took Spalletti, took Osimhen out at one one, and put in Simeone. Simeone got the job done. This time around, he takes Osimhen out. Puts Rudy Garcia takes Osimhen out. We're we're down two one. Where's the difference? Like, what's it? It, it goes deeper than it's just a one sub, right? It goes deeper than just a one sub, in my opinion. What's your opinion about that? Because last season, you put you put in Simeone for Osimhen, you're probably getting a goal, a game winning goal, by the way, right? Yeah, Milan. everything that could go right went right last year. But to me, the big difference is the historical time that we're in right now, that we're a week removed from that whole social media fiasco. That you know that Victor Osimhen was hurt by this. You know that all he wants, given his statement, is he wants that love again. He's got that love with the fans. He knows how much he means to the city of, of Napoli. And you know what his reaction is going to be if you take him off midway through the second half. Why don't you think – and here's another difference. How he reacted. How Osimhen reacted the last time. Did we ever see insubordination towards uh, towards Spalletti where he holds no. up two to him saying no. – hey, He's been pissed. He was pissed last season when he got taken off a few times. I remember that. Because so he didn't most- score. And that was on him. He, so he was pissed at himself. Exactly. And that's the biggest difference here. This time he wasn't yeah. pissed at himself not scoring. He's pissed at the manager. And he's openly going against the tactics of his manager. I mean, he hauled up two to show, hey, guy – you need to play me and Simeone together. So it is, it's a great point that you made, Rafa, because he, those changes were made last season. But to me, a completely different set of circumstances. And I think the body reaction from Osimhen, from Kavara, it says it all. It says it all. And in those games last season, you weren't in this situation, right? No. You hadn't yeah. lost your first game since January. You didn't lose your first home game until a month, more than a month after that. Now it's uh, October 9th. You've lost two home games. Okay, two home games, and you've had the worst social media situation from Syria that mm-hmm. I can remember mm-hmm. just last week. So it's 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 such a stupid moment of the season when when you're desperate for a result to kind of put everything behind you of what just happened with Osimhen. You leave that guy on until the end. He wasn't even tired. He was sat up like this, kind of saying, "Can yeah. you believe what this guy just did?" I got a question, and I always talk about this. It's it's regarding the energy levels of these players. Now we saw Anguissa gets hurt. In the 32nd minute against Real Madrid, he was just looking exhausted at one point. Why does he get the start again? I mean, Mateo, 
what what's your view? Are you a, like a titularissimi kind of guy? Like always play the same eleven, like Walter Mazzari, or 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 do you believe in more rotation? Do you believe? Am I, am I Maurizio Sarri? Basically, is what you're asking me. Right. Do you believe in the Maurizio Sarri? No, no, no. Right. And and Mazzari was the same. Well, granted, Mazzari had like one backup, but the the point is Mazzari was the same way, but but Sarri was like criminal in it. By oh, the criminal. time by the time all he had was Zelinsky, Sarri. You know, all he had was mm. and, and who else? Uh, uh what's his name? Uh Rogue and uh Diawada. <laughs> I mean, Ron, give me a break. Yeah. Give me a break. Garcia has a great bench. He has Lindstrom, he had Cayuste that he can play, he has Raspadori. Is, Do we fully trust Cayuste yet? I I tell you what I'll tell you what you I no like what now we have no I like what now. I've seen. Uh, to erase that mistake in the first match day, and I like what I see. Take that away and look at what he's so, done on the pitch. I like what I see from him. L- Lind- Lindstrom, I think, is an interesting one. I I got to see a lot of Bundesliga. Um, my wife covers the Bundesliga, so I watched a lot of it last season. I'd watched a lot of Eintracht last season too. He's an interesting player, Lindstrom, right? He doesn't – he's not, like, fully polished the way that he moves and he feels like he's almost out of control. But he's someone who can get you double-digit goals and assists if he's fully on form. Um, he's fast. He's direct. He's got decent technical ability. I'd like – ideally, in my ideal setup, you have him on the right every game, cuts inside a little bit more, right? He's not really a winger. Cavada, Ozzyman. And then in the midfield, you know, it's – to me, I, I stay with the guys from last season because I want them to work through it. And I think that part of the bad form that you're seeing from certain players, like we haven't seen the real Zambo and Gisa, I think a lot of it might just have to do with this Rudy Garcia situation, maybe the vibe behind the scenes, because what you're seeing on the sidelines probably spilling over into, into the locker room, right? And imagine what the vibe was after the TikTok thing with Ossiman and the players, just the, 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 how tense it must have been in the air, right? Yeah, definitely. But it's the fact that he he plays almost the same eleven that he did against Real Madrid. At, at what point? I'm not even concerned yeah, about the, the same. Team, I'm the concerned about the rotated. Right? Look how much Milan rotated, and I know you could also say, "What are you rotating for?" For the national teams, who cares? But you need some level of rotation too, because the players won't be 100 percent if they just gave 110 percent three four days ago. Right, and Guisa was jogging. the only time oh, the midfield. Come on, he was dude. Tired. Yeah, so, well, Angisa Angisa was jogging. Angisa was jogging. Zielinski's poorest match he's played this season by far. He wasn't getting to balls. He wasn't responding to passes. He was slow. He was sl- slow to where to be. He he his passes weren't connected. It just for me, I'm, something was up with Zielinski, and he needed to come off instead of Politano. If he had taken Zielinski off and put Cayuste in instead of Politano, instead of taking out Politano and putting in Cayuste, for me, I, I I would have been happier with that move because it just didn't. He wasn't. There was nothing that he was registering, and it's like, how do you not see that? How do you? I can watch it from the TV, and you're on the pitch touchline. How do you not see what I see? It's crazy. It's crazy. Cayuste, the midfield, right? I, I I actually agree with what Ralph is saying. Mm. I, I also agree with what you're saying, Mateo. Go with go with who go with who you you know who who got you to the dance. But he has not made one single rotation move in that midfield, uh, except for the first match day where he had to start Cayuste over Angisa because of injury. Since then, it has been Angisa Politano. Uh, Angisa. Go ahead. 
Sorry, I think in the kind of game that it is, if everyone's healthy, I wouldn't even think twice about putting someone like Elmas as a third central midfielder in a game against Fiorentina. Fiorentina where... That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's so many options on the bench. Just the kind, that kind of game that's going to be tiki-taka that you know what Fiorentina's going to do. They've got all these like little tiny technical players. I think you can fight fire with fire because at the end of the day, Napoli can do that better than Fiorentina can. Like Napoli did what Fiorentina is doing this season better than they did last season. So we know they can play that style when you've got Lobotka, Zielinski, Elmas, Lindstrom, Ozyman, Cavada, the fullbacks flying forward. That team is way better than Fiorentina objectively, and they can play that possession style objectively better and keep the ball away from Fiorentina. The question I have, and, and the thing that I go back to where I think Napoli made a mistake, and this has nothing to do with Rudy Garcia, is the summer transfer window dealing with the center backs. I I don't trust Ostigard. Nathan still – look, Nathan could go on to be great. We don't know. I've seen certain flashes where I'm like, okay, like I can see now what Napoli saw in this guy from the South American League. But there's a reason he didn't start the first few games of the season because I don't think they knew what he was going to do at this level. It's such a massive step up. That's where I wish Napoli said, okay, with that Kim and Jay money, we'll get Natan, but we'll also get a Milankovic from Fiorentina or a, you know, a, a, a pair of Shures, a the guy that Bologna yeah. signed, who's who's pretty good at the back. Uh, I forgot his name, the Dutch guy. Uh, but whatever. The point is, you get someone who's Proven in Syria, uh, can play right away next to Rachmani. Then you've got the Juan Jesus of the world, who's a backup. You've got Ostigard, who's a backup. These guys should not be playing any mini- meaningful minutes. And they should be like two injuries removed from playing, not one, where suddenly you're like, oh, uh, Ostigard is having to mark Jude Bellingham and he just got absolutely torn apart. Well, yeah, because he's Leo Ostigard, <laughs> you know? It, like, this is where I think that. Aurelio De Laurentiis, with what he told us last season, that interviews like, you know, we want the Champions League. You lose Kim and Jay, you got to replace it with one experiment and one sure thing right away, guys. I like Ostigard late. I don't know. I well, Ostigard won our. Is he is he good? Three. He's fine. Is he good enough though, man? Like, is he good enough to be playing? Well, I, I I think Bartos all three. Him, but I I I, I, I if if I'm if I'm managing Napoli, I'm waiting for Rachmani to get back and it's Rachmani and Natan. I actually really like Natan. I I I'm he obviously needs some more time to get more acclimated to this league, but I have been seeing some smart decision making and some really, really good tackles, especially yesterday. He made some he's a big boy too tackles. Yeah. Yes. I, I question he's smart. his pace, Rafa. I, I question his pace because he got burned. I mean Kim and Jay was so fast, dude. Like you go from Kulibali and Kim that can get back there like that. I get Kim it. You're gonna that. dip a little is, you know? you were never gonna get Kim again. Kim was a once in a generation type defender that you can sign for 15 mil. And he turns out to be the one of the top defenders in Europe. I mean, it's crazy how good that guy was. And when you watch him live, you're like, how does he move that fast? It makes no sense at 6'3". But I like I like what that guy said, uh, Corey Barshot, Rahmani, Nostri, back three. I, I like was, it because yes. I think it's an interesting segue to what I know you wanted to talk about, Antonio Conte. I don't think... You know okay. how, how did you know? How did you know? Because I know you. Because I work in TV. I know you run down I, I know you too. Well. So good. Look, so good. I would. I would not play those three. I. I think Oliveira 
who would be a great third center back, like I'll interplay yeah. one of the fullbacks in like yes. a role because Oliveira's more wow. physical, he's better defensively. So here's what I would do, right? I'm gonna pretend I'm gonna play Mateo. You're getting Conte. me excited, bro. I dude, I have a, in my notes, I have Napoli under Conte with a three-five-two. Not this. once did it now once did it cross my mind to put to put Oliveira there. Go, please. This is go. my three-four-three Conte style, right? You got Merit and goal. You have um Rachmani, Nathan in the middle, and then Oliveira. Then you have Di Lorenzo, mm. Zielinski, Labotka. Rui, and then up top I have Cavada, Lindstrom, Ossiman. That's my best three-four-three contest out. Do you like that? What do you guys think in the comments? I love it. Here's he, the comments needs to come up. Uh, I, mix, mix. See, this I, guy, I tell you said Oliveira's worse than Rui statistically in every defensive category. This is where numbers uh, just we've all watched it. Like Oliveira, physically, I, you don't have to be the best defender, by the way to play in a back three. You need to be someone who can carry the ball, who's got a bit of pace because you're going to be dealing with wingers. Like, we saw Mateo Darmian play amazing in a back three. Uh, Oliveira, I think, is a better player than Mateo Darmian. So I I just think that in this particular situation, I think Oliveira fits wonderfully. I still don't know if it's the best thing that Napoli can do because Conte is going to come in and he's not going to play Luciano Spalletti ball. He's going to play Conte ball because that's all he's ever done. He's going to want it his way. He's super stubborn with his formation. Maybe it can work, guys. Maybe you can hit out on the counter with Ozyman and Kavad and Lindstrom, and, and it could be a totally different type of danger. The only reason why I was always against Conte is because I know he's going to butt heads with De Laurentiis and it's not going to go well. He'll win one year or he'll, he'll win one year he'll and then he'll lose the right next and, and he'll be Beside gone. Him, time, he'll be he'll like, ask for players right away. Yeah. So – it's it's a it's a very touchy subject and and I was always on the no Conte side, but honestly, right now, when the situation we're in right now, I would take Conte and just change everything right now, and and maybe we're being a little too alarmist because we just won the Scudetto in the formation we had with the players we have. Surely we can figure it out, but at the same time, something's got to change if this guy Delamontis really truly wants to bring the Champions League into you know. A, a real discussion, you know. Um, but back to what this By guy way, said just about to, sorry, just to answer that Go guy that, that question before Conte played four through three before he discovered the back three. It was right. when he got destroyed by Napoli Mazzari and your team destroyed Juve. And, and Conte had a, this revelation. He's like, Hold on a second, I want to try this back three. And suddenly they won nine consecutive Scudetti's never gone back. So we know he's going to play that system. If I was a betting man and I had to pick one manager. Just from whispers and stuff like that, if Rudy Garcia gets sacked, I think De Laurentiis knows he's got to go big. He can't go to a Giampaolo who's not a good manager. He can't go to another I saw one that. of those. He's got to go big. That can't, you can't do that. No, you can't have no, Marco Giampaolo. No chance. Giampaolo has the, the charisma of a, of a chalkboard. Well, <laughs> what, what about Miguel says here? Uh, Conte and ADL would work well as together as deep frying a gallon of water, though, unfortunately. That's a great work point, as well. and I fully agree. They're both hotheads. They're both tough to deal with. Conte historically is butted heads with everyone, and we know that the Laurentiis is kind of volcanic with his personality. So it, it would yeah, last but you know long, what? but it would, be, he, it would be a fun experience. If he comes in and wins right away, maybe that changes things, you know? Like, if if he can come in to this team, say 10 matches in, you know, another two, give us give him another two league matches and see you later. Um 
And he turns it around and wins a major trophy, whether it be the Scudetto or goes as far as he can in Champions League. Does that maybe somehow change ADL's like vision and kind of gives him a season where he goes, okay, you know, who, what, what players do you need to fill that fit this? Because hey, we won the Scudetto, we made money. We finished as far as we did in the Champions League, we made a lot of money. The 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 point is to get as far as you can this season to make more money, right? I don't know, like I mean. I feel like the Laudantis is in a state where he can make, he's starting to make some changes now, right? He went through whole, he went how many years with the same three, the same four, you know, Mertens, Insignia, Kulibali, what have you, right? And now all of a sudden he's turning things around. Juntoli's gone. Those three are gone. Scudetto's in, Spalletti's out. Like, like, let's make these changes. Let's do it. This I haven't met a single person yet, Mateo, that is like, well, guys, you got to give Garcia the benefit of the doubt. No, that was two, three weeks ago. That's not this week. I'm not here. I'm not hearing it for it. So, like, like if it's Conte, I'd, I'd embrace it because honestly, I think we need a shakeup. You, he, this guy said Ostigard is not as good as Myrui in, in every in every statistic, but here in that in that formation, you have them both on the pitch. So you have Oliveira doing what he needs to do defensively, which is what he does better than Rui. And then you have Rui doing what Oliveira needs to do offensively that he does miles better than Oliveira. So something's got to give. And and I'm for that. I'm for the Conte thing. I am, man. I really am. Let's go. Real quick. Guys. I'm just oh. reading all the comments, man. It's um, apparently Mar – I don't know much about Marcel Gallardo. I know he was in Argentina for the longest time. There are th good points, though, about how much Conte would cost. That would be – a tough pill to swallow for sure for De Laurentiis. Maybe Tudor is the best of the bunch that is more realistic financially. Has a pretty good CV already, right? We saw him succeed in Serie A, granted for a very short period of time. Mm. Maybe Tudor could work, but again, it's it's another experiment kind of like, I, and I didn't think Rudy Garcia was going to be this bad. I thought it was a clear downgrade, but I thought, look, they're not going to win Scudetto again. Rudy will just kind of ride the ship to get top four again and they'll move on to something else next season but i didn't think we'd be sitting in october and looking at a team that uh that is in the top six and saying the manager is going to get sacked it's crazy especially when you've got like roma and lots of they're doing way worse and granted diff different expectations but i i'm honestly shocked that garcia's gotten it this bad so wrong so quick and I and I feel bad. I, I feel bad just as a as a as a neutral football fan who wants to see this team entertain. Last season was so magical, guys. Like you guys saw it, we all saw it, right? It was just something so spectacular there. that man, it was okay. so much fun. Do you think any of this has to do with ego from the team that now the team's heads are a little bit inflated? This new coach comes in. It's like getting a new manager, right? Like at at, at your job. It's like, no, I know what I'm doing. This is how we used to do it. Why why would I change now? Or so is it a little bit of ego and pride, or is it really that you know it, it's just not all working? Is it mostly the coach? Is it a little bit of both? So the explanation from De Laurentiis was that he wanted someone who played 4-3-3, right? So his whole – in his mind, I think he did the right thing, and it came from a good place where he's like, I need to get a manager that has played the same formation historically that's not going to change too much. What he didn't expect was a manager and that would take off Kavara and Ossiman in games you needed to win and piss off your two best players, the former MVP. The, the, to, to me, the real MVP last season was Ossiman. That's a mm -hmm. different discussion. Mm -hmm. 
But Cavada's amazing too, guys. I'm a team Cavada all the way, and I, I think he's so good despite the whole goal scoring drought thing. You need to nurture these guys and prove to these guys that you're the real deal as a manager. You can't just come in and say, no, 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 no. You guys just won the Scudetto. Well, now I'm going to do things differently. Now I'm going to, you know, make these crazy substitutions during the game because they're going to react poorly because they're going to be like, who the hell is this guy? We just won the Scudetto. Right. Like, we just I think they have a right. Since freaking Diego Maradona, man. And this guy's right. I think they have the right. ZP should be playing at, at, uh, at, uh, Juve Stabia shouldn't even be on Napoli. What are you doing? I think they have a right to be a little big in the head, Ralph. Like, I, I in my opinion, Fine. you know, they, they they know how to get it done, man. Like, they it's documented. They talked to him. They 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 had a conversation, manager and team. They had a conversation. Karadaskalia said it said it himself. They talked, and then look what happened. Destroyed, uh, destroyed. Uh, who was it that they beat for one Udinese, and then they destroyed Lecce, who was really red hot. I know it's Lecce, cream always rises to the top, they'd f fall back down to earth, but at the same time, it's still a team that was won every home game so far, you know. And and they freaking dismantled them, and then they go to re they go to the Maradona to play Real Madrid, and they played them off the park. And it was a 98 man. I don't I don't blame Medet for this. I don't blame him. Mateo, there's a lot of Napoli fans that are blaming Medet. Yesterday he was atrocious. Fine. But against Real Madrid, he that's a 98 mile an hour shot outside of 30 30 yards that got over his head and hit hit the crossbar, hit him in the back of the head and went in. That's unluck. That's bad luck. Yeah, that, and that's good. That ball took a deflection, didn't it? Yeah, it took there. a deflection. It was 80, 98 mile an hour deflection. Blah blah. blah. Ball. <laughs> also, Napoli played hits the ball harder than most players do. He scored. Thank you. I I conditioned it from Lizzie and my good friend Arthur Morelli, fellow patrons on the Couch and Cast podcast. He's just messing around. I am uh, as am I, I. Absolutely not the Milan guy. The Milan guy is from before I worked in this industry, and what I learned is that working in this industry knocks out the fandom out of you. Where all you want to watch at the end of the day is good football. I wanted, right? And I, I did, I grew up as a Milanista because of my dad, and it was great. And then suddenly you work in the industry and you start covering games and you stop caring about who wins. You just want to be entertained. Mm. I remember last year when all the semifinals got, uh, quarterfinals got announced in Champions League. I said it. We need Napoli to get in the final. I don't care if they beat Milan, I don't care who they beat Inter. We need Napoli to get in the final because they give us the best chance of winning the Champions League. And I still think that if we got the best version of Napoli against City, it could have been one of the greatest games that we've seen in the last few years. Even though Inter did very well, probably deserved to win too. So, Forza Napoli! I told you Dude. guys in the in the private chat, I got to run. Uh, Matt, thanks thank for the invite. Always. Let's do this. Let's do this again soon, okay? Real soon. You guys, hey, I'll great, see you on Calciocast later, brother. Here. Absolutely, you guys Thank got you. a great community here. I love the Na Napolitani. I can't wait to go back. Hopefully, next time I can visit all the the, the beautiful island, uh, maybe some uh, Ischia, maybe some Capri. Yeah. I did those for my honeymoon Gorgeous. long time ago, man. Gorgeous. I got it. I got it. Procida. Go Gorgeous. Procida. That's the one Gorgeous. we passed by that I was like, Dude. what is this place with all Gorgeous. the Gorgeous. It's kind of cool. Oh, me and Michele Scotto di Lucio, we hung out. Our families hung out in Procida all day. By the way, oh, man, man, last thing, guys. Well, the most important thing of all. Mm -hmm. I was skeptical of your Neapolitan pizza. I was like, okay, guys, I, I've been to Neapolitan, great Neapolitan restaurants in Miami Beach where it's all Nap Napolitani that make it, that say, oh, I was the best pizza guy in Napoli. And I was like, okay, this is great. <laughs> so I went there, I was like, this is this is like one of those things that they, they say that 
doesn't exist anymore. It existed probably when you guys invented the pizza, but not anymore. So we went to one of the best pizzeria that was recommended by all the Napolitani. And it comes out. Do you out remember which one? I don't. I got to get the name. But I remember it comes okay. out, and it looks like any Neapolitan I've ever had. My belly was already half full with all the antipasti they give you, which are fried. And, uh, and I yes. tried it. And there's a video of me trying it. I'm like, okay, no, this is different. It's the water. It's something else. Yeah, this it's is the Italian else. goodbye where I got to start talking about food. Yeah. And uh, I did see Scampia, and I did. We, I got a tour of the real Napoli. So we went to the the area that's like it's not a nice area. It's, it's what's it called? Um, give me some of the, the Spanioli. Spanioli. Keep going. No, no, worse, 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 worse. Uh, Sanita. 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 Oh wow! You went to Sanita. Yeah, and the driver actually got bitched out by the company boss because they're like, why did you take one of the CBS guys to Sanita? And they're like, oh, I got to give this Milanese guy a real tour of the real Napoli. I was looking at the window. I'm like, I thought that was, I was like, I guess, so this is, this is Napoli. It really is bad then. And then they told me it was Sanita and it's, you know, kind of, kind of sketchy. You got to watch where you go. But I loved the rest of Napoli. I loved it. I love that story, Matteo. All right, guys. Guys. Subscribe, Pachocast. Yes, Subscribe, yeah, Pachocast. Do it. Ciao, give us a dance. Give, give us a celebration dance. What do you got for us? Who? Me? Yeah, give us the Pazzini. Give us the Tony. What do you got for us? Oh, what do I got? What's your goal scoring the... celebration? What's my goal scoring celebration? Yeah. Oh. yeah. That's a bomber right there. That's a couple cannoniere right there. <laughs> uh, this is this is my what celebration. Are what are you doing? Hold on, I gotta get my other arm in here. Where is it? I gotta get it. Ah, there it is, right there. <laughs> okay. This is You're my FIFA. Adonis. This is my EA FC twenty four celebration. It's official. Okay. You put it. I, up I here thought like you were this. gonna do the little this with the kiss. You want me to do this? With the kiss. You may do this. Do you want, oh like yeah. That. Oh, the bow. All right. What do you got, right, brother? I, I I did it a few times, man. That, I I never scored though. That was you a did. I was you a goalkeeper. Did. All right, we I, see I you dance on CBS all the care. time, anyway. All right, so it's all right, guys. Love ciao, ciao. Take care. Take care. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Love you. All right, man. Right, Always great. Always great to have Matteo Bonetti join us. You guys, please, uh, please subscribe to his. Uh, consider subscribing to his uh, cultural cast. It's great. Him, K. Murray. They talk no BS. Well, sometimes they BS, but it's uh, it's it's a it's an awesome podcast. Two of the best in the business uh, talking about you said yeah, it's it's awesome. Do it. Uh, before we move on, guys, quick word from our sponsor. The Napoli Rant is brought to you in part by Tifosi Napoli Club, New Jersey. Yes, thank you once again, all our sponsors for supporting this. Our email, hit us up on our social. Is it, did it happen again, Rafa? It, it did. It did. Again. It's happening now. It didn't happen at all with Matteo when he was on, so thank God for that. Thank God but, for uh, that. My yeah. computer froze a little bit, of course, <laughs> but, you know. Nah, we're good. It's all I good. Would thank you to all our sponsors once again, uh, Tifosi Napoli Club New Jersey, and definitely our boys at uh, Napoli Club Toronto. Guys, check it out. I know, I know. No problem. <laughs> I need a real well, mic. Uh, but anyway, we got to do beast of the match. I mean, I know we lost, but, I mean. It's there was be- one. There was one. There was one, guys. Uh, we want to know what you think, guys. Beast of the match. Let's put it 
uh what's the name of um uh it's culture cast right uh, for uh... culture cast yes culture cast go subscribe on patreon um do it it's worth it trust me they're great so yeah this one you know rafa suggested you know respo you you suggested this one to me i had to rewatch the game again i was working couldn't watch it uh live uh definitely oh god so some piece of the match you know we try our best to give at least credit because even though despite the loss there are people out there out there who or players rather who, who are working hard sweating in the shirt and we'd like to give that recognition so hold on uh so we're gonna do that right now guys let's put it in the um let's put it in in the chat uh again if you'd like to comment on uh, anything we just said uh, with Mateo, with Garcia, with the new coaches, please put it there. Please put your beast of the match call in the comments. And don't forget to hit us up in the Discord. Uh, the link to the Discord, the Napoli Rant Discord, will is in the YouTube description. So check us out on there. It has grown. We got every week, Rafa, we're just getting more and more people to come in. Uh, it's been a wonderful response. So come in there uh everybody respectful always uh and it's just a great talk we do the game threads so lots of fun guys uh let's see who we are beast of the match here we go and the winner is yes guys victor osinham Beast of the match yeah. for match day eight, Napoli versus Fiorentina, despite the loss. Rafa, take it away. What'd you well, think? Well, I thought, he, yeah. He had some energy. He had energy. He had uh, um, some good passes. He really pressed hard. Um, he caused some mistakes from the defense. He uh, almost scored a goal one-on-one, um, and, and it was from a mistake from the defense that he, he helped create. Um, and he did actually take the ball from Zielinski and said, I got this. He drew the penalty, um, which was a smart play, very smart. He anticipated um, who was a Parisi getting the ball back to the keeper, and he made that huge leap to try to get the ball, knowing he could draw a foul, did it, got the penalty, took the ball and said, I got this, and he buried the shot past um uh, the keeper that I can't remember his name right now. Is it Tedichano? Was that him? I don't remember who you know, the keeper I... is. But anyway, he got he got the ball passed. He, he did his thing. Um, and you know what? He Contrary to what everybody's saying, I think he was maybe less agitated that he got subbed off, but more upset that, you know, what, what are we going to do now, right? Uh, you got me who's a dynamic, who's playing good. You know, what are we going to do? Um, I've seen him get more upset at a substitution, but you could tell by the, like the, the, the looks on the side and the, and the, and the face that he gave and the, the kind of whispering to Angisa and Elmas on the, on the, you know, on the, the dugout after the match that, that he was clearly upset. And um, um, I just think that he, he, he did really well. He, he put in a lot of effort. He didn't deserve to get subbed off. But while he was on the pitch, he was my man of the match, player of the match. I mean, he got a high ra- highest rating on foot mob for us. Uh, uh, next to Politano, only 57 minutes, got a, a seven a 
uh, uh, foot mob rating. Kvartashkalia did really well. A lot of guys, um, a lot of guys, thank you very much for that, by the way. Um, a lot of guys um, um, did did work hard, but Fiorentina got the edge of us, and the substitutions were just terrible, and and it kind of took the air out of us, really. So, Rafa, you know why I like this call from you? And I was again, I had I asked you initially. I asked the Discord, um, the Discord big fans of Natan, by the way. Um, but I went with Ozinem. I, 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 and he did have a great game. Uh, but I went with Ozinem because of his sheer will on the pitch, his energy, his intensity. It was beast like. Had everybody had that same effort and energy, Rafa, I think we could have easily won this game against Fiorentina. Like, like Matteo said, Fiorentina was beatable. We just didn't have enough. But Ozinem for the whole game was running, pressing. He came back, helped on defense. I mean, you can see his spirit out there, man, and and it's contagious at times. But to me, it he was is. the best player on the pitch all around, and he's been he's been great. I, I know Real Madrid he got shut down a little bit, but all in all, his emotion on the field um, never dies. It never dies, and his competitiveness is is great. So I'm glad he won this beast. So shout out to Victor Ozan, beast of the match, Napoli versus Fiorentina. Congratulations, Victor. I hope brought, you by, brought to you by Cheesebox Sports, by the yes, way. Beast yes. of the Match today is brought to you by Cheesebox Sports. Uh, and, yeah, Ralph, listen, I I um, I want to say, you know, a few more words about the game yesterday. I know we, we took up a lot of time talking no, to Mateo about, about, about Rudy Garcia. And uh, that's kind of what – So, I mean, hey. Well, listen, that's kind of why we wanted him on is to get his, you know, his, his candid thoughts about, you know, uh, about what's going on here. But um, especially after the tweet, he, 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 you know, unveiled that De Laurentiis is, you know, having a chat with him and representatives about does Garcia stay on this club? So we'll see how the drama unfolds. But I really feel like in the match yesterday, you know, so in the first half, Fiorentina really kind of gave us the business. They uh, they 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 took advantage of some real sloppy defensive play, especially from Medet, um, and scored the goal early and uh, really controlled the first half. I think Napoli had a lot less in the first half than they than they had in the second. And you know uh, you know second half comes around. And Napoli really kind of, you know, they, they had the goal scored at the stroke of halftime with the with the penalty, and Osman went into the dressing room one one. I I was sitting there with Dan, cousin Dan. We we were watching, and I said, "This is what we need. We need this one one before the break, and we'll come out and we'll we'll come out strong." And we did that. We came out strong in the second half. I thought we were really much better than 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 in the first half, and I thought that especially Politano was looking really good. But in yeah, my opinion, down. everybody's getting pissed getting subbed out. I've never seen them like this. It, it, but 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 it but it, it it makes sense, Ralph, because you're playing good and you get rewarded with an early sub. Right. You, you you're the guy. You're the answer to the you you know like Matteo said. You're the you're the MVP of the league and the Capo Canonieri of the league, and you're either draw level or down a goal. And what do you do? You know this guy makes. He he experiments with the four four two when we don't need it, but when we need it, he doesn't want to touch it. Like I don't understand how that how that works. 
Like, why couldn't he sub Cayusta in for Angisa, like for like, right? When Angisa got injured. And then if he really needed to change Politano in the 57th minute, you then you put Raspadori in. I'm not saying Raspadori coming in at the first at the end of the first half was a mistake either, but Cayuste really should have been the guy, right? A. And B. Politano was not the guy to sub out in the 57th minute. It was Zielinski. Clearly, it was Zielinski. And and if you take Cayuste and put him in in that spot in the 57th minute, because remember, Raspadori came in for Angisa, so he moved things around. Now you have taken out Zielinski instead of Politano for Cayuste. More of a like for like than that move. I know he made some changes, but then the subs come in the 75th minute where you just disregard, you know, you you disregard Aussie men and then you move Kvaratskhelia to the right. I don't know, Ralph, did you notice that? But Kvaratskhelia finished this match on the right-hand side. I don't know, which, man. which for a I second know. I thought, which for a second I thought maybe, maybe that might work because the players on the left, right, the, 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 right, the players on the right for Fiorentina have to mark so they're conditioned to double team that player. Maybe if they double team Lindstrom on the left instead, Kavadashkelia will be a little more open on the right. And it's just a, a tactic to fool Fiorentina a little bit, right? When you think about it. But are you really experimenting with that while we're down a goal? Don't you think we're a little more safe if you keep things the way they are and then put somehow put Simeone in next to Ossiman? Like What I'm trying to say is I feel like the team played a lot better when Politano was on, and then the team sort of diminished when Politano came off because they all knew, hey, this is a guy that's playing really well, and you're taking him off. I don't get it. I don't get it either, Rafa. I mean, listen, we we I, I we saw positive signs against Udinese and Lecce. I was and 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 even though we lost against Real Madrid, I thought we gave him I thought we gave him some good competition. But after I saw those three subs in the 87th minute, I'm like, what's going on here? And then Aguisa stays on. I was so afraid this game. I was like, man, somebody's gonna get hurt. And there goes Anguisa, 32nd minute. Oh, Rafa, I how many times have I said this on this show? Why are we not? using our depth i don't get it i don't i just don't get it i mean you talk about Cayuste coming in for anguisa uh uh like for like after he got injured anguisa should have never started the game my friend mm. it was so obvious how tired he was against real madrid and and it's like oh here we go again rahmani hurt juan Jesus hurt now anguisa hurt it's the beginning of the season man let me ask you this is I mean, it Brent, me no go ahead is it is it me or did Garcia like when he did? Because listen, he did switch things up for Lecce. He started Simeone instead of Osiman. He started. Uh, I I want to say he started Lindstrom on the on the other side instead of Politano. I, I don't remember exactly how it went down, but 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 there was rotation. the The midfield was Ling Angisa Lobotka. And uh, uh, and and Zielinski. right? Again, For that was the midfield, right? They right. didn't. Cha- he hasn't changed his midfield since match one, right? That's what I'm trying to say. You got a guy like Elmas. You got a guy like Cayuste now. 
you got a guy. I mean, you mean Raspadori can play the role if need be. And I said Raspadori needs needs more minutes. And I'm mm. almost inclined to say that maybe sometimes Cavada needs to come out and let Raspadori play on that left wing sometimes. Because as much as I love the guy, sometimes he needs to sit. Sometimes he holds on to that ball a little bit too long. Sometimes he goes right into that, you know, in, into that double, uh, into that uh, double team. I don't know, man. Like, give these guys the minutes. Give these guys the minutes. There's no reason not to. There's really no reason not to. I don't know. I'm gonna put on some closing music. Let's get let's get some uh, Fortunopoly going in the in the um, Fortunopoly Sempre going in the chat. We got a book out of here. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm curious to see what's gonna. And by the way, the, hold on. Hold on, because so, I know it's going to happen when I put the song. So, Rafa, say a few words. Well, so so my idea of Conte coming in was three five two. I know Matteo talked about a three four three. In my opinion, if you know, I'll use him putting in uh, uh, Oliveira in that in that equation. Take Ostigard out. If you go Oliveira, Nathan Rachmani. And then your five is Di Lorenzo, Mario Rui on the flanks. And then you go, the three in the middle would be Anguisa, Lobotka, and Raspadori. Right behind Raspadori playing that Hamsik role. Remember Mazzari with the 3-5-2 where it was Hamsik, Cavani, Lavezzi? How come it can't be Raspadori, Osimen, Karadoskelia? And then you have, and then you have, you know, Kvaraskelia could play like Lavetsi played, right? And then you got guys coming off the bench. You got Zielinski off the bench or or Raspadori, however you want to play it. You've got Lindstrom off the bench. You've got, you know, Elmas off the bench who can play pretty much anywhere in that role, right? You can now substitute, you can now substitute Mariri for Elmas and make it work. You know, I, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of, a lot of different ways that this team could play. If they bring Conte in, I don't think it's all said and done. You know what I mean? I, I understand there are less players that know how to play that role right now, but Conte's job is to get those players to buy into that and go with that. And I and think probably. right now we throw our hands up in the air and do it. Here's the thing. A lot of people are saying that. Uh, that ADL has to swallow his pride, his ego. They're, they're making it seem like as if ADL is being hesitant on all this. And guys, there's a process to everything. I, I don't know why ADL needs to ride away, pull the trigger today. I mean, he's not well, and, and fire it, coach. No, 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 because no. Like he's not. He's not. But he had. He had. He held a meeting today with the rest of the board and the rest of the rest of the squad about. Do we continue with with Rudy Garcia? Right. So, as far as your comment about him, the fans thinking that he's hesitant to do it, obviously he's not hesitant to do it because he's thinking about it right now. Like, you it's a possibility. This, this is not the first meeting either. This is like his second or third meeting. This is a, it's a possibility, man. It's a, it's a real possibility. I don't get why people are like, well, he's got it. It's not about pride, guys. It's a, there's a process to these things. You don't just do things overnight. He's it's a, it's a business. It's a business. What people don't fail to realize is that it's a business 
that needs to be made. The decisions that are made have to be smart decisions for the business, the sport, the the product, the game, the, the everything, everything. It's not just plug and play, man. Like FIFA is. I'm sorry. Like EA Sports FC is. It's not just a plug and play situation, man. It right. really isn't. This is this is, you know, this is people's lives, people's everyday, you know, decisions have to be made. You know what I mean? So I, I, I while I understand people are upset that the, the the social media guy for TikTok, it took him a while to get rid of him. At the end of the day, he got. At the end of the day, he got rid. Uh, I mean, well, you you. It took less than a week, actually. But you, yeah. you, you, you would want you, you. I understand the aspect that you would want this guy gone right away. But you have to make the decision based on all the facts. And maybe it took him a little while to get that, but he had to get that. You don't just go pluck. You're out. Pluck. You're out. Pluck. You're out. Doesn't work like that. Anyway, guys, thank you again to all the people in the chat. It was a wonderful show, Rafa. A great show as always. Big shout out. Thank to you, Matteo Benetti joining us um always a pleasure it was the third cap on this show man third cap yes yes um, he's uh he, he's he's a very big fan of us and we're a very big fan of him and 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 i can't tell you how much he's done for us off the air uh you know he just is he's a cool dude man and you guys can say what you want about him on the air <laughs> he's he is an exceptional exceptional man uh, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you, guys. We'll be back again next Monday. Uh, but until then, Forza Napoli. Napoli Center. Sorry. Campione d'Italia. Campione d'Italia. Okay,